We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to the Bride Time Live show with your host, Dr. June Knight. Good evening. This is your host tonight, Dr. June Knight of Bride Time Live. Yay! I'm so excited, Pastor. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Good. I've got Houston, Texas in the house again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Pastor, I know there are so many people out there. We're going to talk just a little bit before we get into anything because I know people are still signing on. And listen, before uh, we get started with you, Pastor, I just want to tell you all that you can find out more information at rchighlands.com and then drphilamorris.org yep. and then uh, you can find out more of his books, more of his information if you want to research him and also for us you can find out more at watb.tv we also do radio at watbradio.com now listen pastor we are here in Washington DC and we are so honored to have you look you have been able you've been here a couple of days you've been able to go in the White House you've been yeah. able to visit Capitol Hill would you mind just say a greeting to everyone watching well sure uh, howdy how y'all doing Yay. <laughs> uh, this has been a this has been a jam-packed couple of days we've been just going and going and going and and uh, I tell you Dr. June's busy woman, <laughs> going about all, and we went into the White House yesterday and was able to be on the grounds there, and and it was just fantastic. Met some fantastic people, and uh, ever since we've gotten here, it seems like the Lord has just been opening doors, and and we've been walking in favor of just all kinds of situations going on, all the time. And then today we went into the Congress and the House of Representatives and prayed through there and, and it was just, it was great. I mean, 
we went yesterday we went early in the morning until I don't know, eight o'clock last night. We got home after dark, you know. Yes, and, it was. And uh, got up this morning and was out of here again by about eight o'clock this morning going and and so it's been really busy, been really exciting, met some great people and uh had some, I I feel like we've uh, really did some good things here and I mean, not just us, I mean, with the people we went with today, mm. with the prayer people and the, the yes. prayers that we've been doing, I, I really enjoy it. I appreciate you allowing me to come up and, uh, and, and be with you. Well, I tell you what, it is really Washington, D.C.'s honor, not just my honor, but I want to get into a little bit of the history of me and you for the people that follow Bright yeah. Time Live. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Morris uh, has a ministry in on the outskirts of Houston, Texas called Restoration Church. Okay, he is famous <laughs> for his deliverance ministry that he's been doing over 37 years. Now, you will be able to hear his story in just a minute, but I'm just giving you a, a layout of how it all ended up here in Washington. Okay, so he's been doing that, and I was on the road uh, serving ministries across the country uh, while I was in what I call the pit. Now, I was in this one church in Mississippi, and the Lord spoke to me and said, you need to go to Houston, Texas, and be under this gentleman. You need to shut down radio, shut down television, and you need to go through healing and deliverance. And I was like, what? I mean, like, you got to be kidding and I had to face the wrath from people, not wrath, but I posted it. I'm like, uh, the Lord, I'm sorry, everybody, but the Lord told me to shut it down and go through this. I had some ministers contact me and say, what? You have a demon? You know, like, you have a demon and you're in ministry? And I'm like, listen, every one of us need to go through healing. But the main point of all of it, pastors, that I obey the Lord. Amen. And, yeah. and I submitted to the authority, okay? Amen. When I moved in his house, and I, I believe that you would back me up on this, when I moved into the church, I was submissive the entire time. Absolutely. Every, yes. Everything you asked me yeah. to do, I was submissive under the authority because <laughs> I knew that God had told me I had to submit my life and myself to him. And look, I had to expose myself. Yeah. See what I mean? I had to... Tell him everything about me, every sin I've ever committed that I could ever remember and lay it all out there. Because God needs... See, we had no idea that in three years yeah. I would be up here in Washington, D.C. doing such a major work. But see, if I would not have submitted, yeah. if I would not have listened to the Lord and put God first over my ministries and laid them down, you see what I'm saying? So look, I moved in into his church and then I began to help him with his ministry. But when I saw how he does things, I was like, <laughs> I wanted to cry for the church pastor. Because I'm like, oh my goodness, the church needs this so bad because people are hurting so bad. And this was back in 2016. Now let me tell you what God did, just a quick testimony. By the time I finished with him, I had lost 40 pounds. I had finished with him and lost the 40 pounds. And then God gave me almost new equipment big television camera and then he blessed me it's like because i submitted finished the assignment when i left there he went like this on my ministry and went and shot me out there but it was because i had submitted myself got rid of some junk 
And then I had did not have an idea that mom would die within, you know, six yeah. months. So I was yeah. able to go back and be with my mother. But Pastor, I would like for you to talk to them a minute on why is it important and what is delivery? I mean, delivery, yeah. deliverance. Okay. Well, I got to chuckling while go and she said she was submissive and everything. My wife put her on an exercise program. <laughs> this is funny, Brad. <laughs> she... The bedroom she was living in in the church is right above my office. So I'd be in the morning, I'd be in my office there studying or doing something in my office, and I'd hear these footprints up above me. Where, she, where she's running in place and doing the exercises upstairs. It was so funny. But yeah, she was submissive. She did it for she Now, here's out. something else funny. I'd be out there, his sanctuary is right next to my office, and that's where I would run, remember? Yeah. And I'd run. Listen, Brad, I'd run around there. I would get so tired and I'd holler, oh! Or like, you know, whenever I was like what I call going into beast mode, I'm like, oh! It was funny. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Boy! That was so funny. But look, Pastor, who would have thought three years later that you are such a catalyst, Pastor? I'm just telling you, Brad, what an awesome man that I believe he is my personal testimony and why i think even if you're in ministry bride we have got to submit and let god heal us when he calls us to but tell us what is deliverance pastor well it's all the hurts that you go through growing up you know some of the things that happened even before you was even born uh situations in your family and situations that even your mom and dad went through that before you were born that that you're still struggling with and then you add on top of that the traumas that we go through. You know, a lot of people go through a divorce whenever they're kids, you know. And that, that hurts a kid. And, you know, they, they, they go with this trauma in their life that, that begins to be a, a stronghold in their life. They begin to think that, you know, maybe there, there's something wrong with them. Maybe they're, they're, they're damaged goods, especially if someone's been abused. You know, if they've been abused, like sexually molested, or, or even physically or beaten, or mental and verbal abuse all the time, they begin to think that there's something wrong with them, that that was their fault, you know, and that, that you know, maybe that they're just not as good as anybody else. Well, let me tell you something, whenever Jesus Christ died on the cross, His blood washes us clean. And it's not a matter of whether we're good, as good as anybody else or, or someone's better than us. No, we're all blood-bought children of God. Amen? Yes. And it's, we're all important. And that's what we have to take care and, and deal with these spiritual issues in a person's life where they have these strongholds. You know, the Bible says that, you know, we have divine-powered weapons to destroy these strongholds, pull down the strongholds. You know, they're divine-powered weapons. And so it's the Word of God. He's given us the authority to trample yes. on serpents and yes, scorpions Pastor. and overcome all the power of the enemy. Yes. And so we take these things, we take that authority, we take the power of the Holy Ghost, you know, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and we, and, and we apply that. He said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth, we loosen them. Yes, we take right. the keys of binding and loosening. We bind the demons, forbid them to operate in a person's life. We, 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 we declare them illegal. You're illegally there. You know, 
I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm His. Yes, Lord. And I want you to I want you to understand something right now. If I'm I'm talking to you out there and you've never been through deliverance, let me tell you one thing that the devil want gets a lot of people afraid of deliverance. They think that we're trying to say you're possessed by a demon. Yes, please. Let me tell you something. If you're a blood-bought child of God, you have been born again, you have Jesus on the inside of you, it's impossible for you to be possessed by a demon. That's a, a mistranslation in the Bible. And, and uh, it, it's that uh, the word is, is not does not mean possessed. It means to be vexed by a demon or to be demonized. Okay? So it's impossible to be possessed because possession means to have and to hold as property. Well, let me tell you something. Mm. Jesus Christ bought me with His blood. Yes. I'm oh, His yes, possession. Pastor. And so are you if you have yes. Jesus in your life. Amen? Yes, and so Pastor. we look at that. So it's impossibly possessed. But you can be oppressed up here in your mind. And it's, it's in your mind, this is where the strongholds are that we have to take care of. And we go in and we do a whole lot of stuff with it. We, we, we're, we're breaking ungodly soul ties. We're confessing sins. We're asking God to forgive us. We're, we're repenting. We're, we're forgiving others. And, and we're breaking curses, you know, nationality curses, ancestral curses, spoken curses renouncing false religions, breaking judgments and vows, breaking death wishes. We do all of that in preparation to the actual deliverance and, de and calling the demons out and commanding them to leave. We do it just like Jesus did. It says he cast out the demon with a word. That's it. We don't interrogate any demons. You don't need to interrogate demons because they're all liars. Amen. Why would I ask a liar anything about anything I want to know? I know he's a liar. Right. So I got the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost knows all things. Amen. Right. And I got an anointing from the Holy Ghost that in John in First John two twenty and twenty seven. It says I have an anointing from the Holy One, and that anointing abides in me. That anointing knows all things. So I don't have to ask a lying demon anything. I'm not going to trust him, and I'm not going to allow him to direct any ministry. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me, and we deal with demons, we, we cast the demons out, and then we do a lot of emotional healing afterwards. If you don't do the emotional healing, folks, a lot of people, they'll come and they'll say, in the name of Jesus, I bind you, and I command that demon out. And that's all they do. In fact, I did that. I started this, uh, well, the Lord started it. He thrust me into it yeah. in 1982. And I did deliverance for two and, two and a half years. And I was seeing people, all I do, I, I, I was casting demons out of people. I was casting demons out. People was getting set free. And then six months later, I'd see them, they'd just same back, back in the same shape they was in. Right. And I got mad, and I told God, I said, God, I'm not going to do this anymore. I said, if this is all the results I get, with all the work I put into it, and this is all I can get, forget it. If I can't get anything better than that, I'm, I'm not even going to do it. So for two and a half years, 
I pastor a church and I didn't do any deliverance. Because in your mind, what you're really saying is I'm not seeing the fruit of it. Right. Like I do all this work and I think I'm doing this in the right way, but it's the fruit is not remaining. That's it. That's yeah, it. the fruit he, was not remaining. And that's what he said. He, right. That we should have fruit that would last. See? Yes. And so I quit for two and a half uh, years and then uh, right <laughs> I had Evangelist Gary Wood at our church doing a revival, and in the middle of the revival, God told me, Sunday morning's your last service. And he told me to close the church. Like he said to me, you shut yeah. down your ministry. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> close the church and go back and finish your education. So I went back. I'd had two years of Bible college in, and, and I went back, and I, I did two years of Bible college in one semester. Uh, wow. I, it was. I, I did a whole lot of work. I was over 35 years old. Had already pastored a church that gave me some uh, life credit, you know. And and uh, I, I just I, I was in seminary at the same time. Transferred some of those credits down to my undergraduate degree. Got through with my undergraduate degree in one semester. Went on and, and, and well, in fact, I got done with the, with the undergraduate degree. You know, in May, yeah, and um, I, I I was talking to God about it, and I said, "Okay, God, I've got nine hours towards my master's degree." And I said, "You said finish my education. Uh, you know, I got nine hours. I got a degree. Do should I go on?" I prayed from May to August and never heard a word. Ah. and I said, "Okay, God." The last I heard was finish my education. Obviously, I'm not done. So I went on, got my master's degree. That is a word. Yeah. I, I got my master's degree, thought I was done. and But I, I graduated, and then, you know, a couple of years after that, uh, my wife got sick with cancer, and she ended up dying in 98. And... Uh, then the Lord blessed me uh, with uh, Mary Maribel, uh, lady in our church, been in our church about five years, and uh, she came to our church, and my first wife, Geneva, and I put her through deliverance and got her set free and, and of some things, you know, in her life, and uh, five years, and she was on our deliverance team and everything, you know. Well, then I married Maribel in 99, and uh, we've been married for over 20 years now, and so... Uh, Praise God, the Lord blessed me. But a couple of years later, he started dealing with me about getting my doctorate. And wasn't the thing I really wanted to hear, but I it went ahead. More education. I, yeah, went on and got that. More school. My, under, my undergraduate degree is in psychology and counseling. And then my uh, master's is in pastoral counseling. Then my, uh, my, my doctoral uh, was in uh, theology. And that so, mine, yeah. yeah, and so I, I just, you know, with all of that going on, and in 92, uh, we started Restoration Church, and uh, that was, I was on staff at another church before then, developed a deliverance team, had a team of about 15 people that, that we did deliverance and, and went out to other churches and do it, and that's what I do now, and that's, in fact, that's why I'm here. Uh, we were just up in upstate New York uh, uh -huh. ministering in a church up there, had a great time ministry up there, and then we're headed for North Carolina to minister to someone down there. And so I, I called June, I said, 
I'm going to New York to North Carolina. I'll be going right by your door, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so we said. I was like, up. you know, I gotta have y'all come. <laughs> and listen, hey, let me tell y'all the first thing I told him. <laughs> I said, Pastor, you know, you can't come to my house without praying for me. I'm sure I need some things gone. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's but we stopped in and we've just been running the whole time we've been here. I mean, tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to do a deliverance service right here. Tomorrow's going to be epic. Yeah. We're going to do that right here in her place. And uh, I think that's about 6 o'clock. Well, tell them about the Uber driver today. Oh. You know, we, we, uh, we've been running around in Uber. And, and, and some of them, which one you want to talk about? I mean, the Uber tonight. That's oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, we got in an Uber to come home today. And, and my wife and I and... Uh, the guy's a Christian, had Christian music playing, you know, and everything. We got talking to him, and, and uh, we invited him to come over tomorrow night. And, and he, I think he's coming and bringing a friend with him to, to go through deliverance, you know. And so, praise God, we got to got to pray for him. And, and uh, you know, we've just had a great time here. It's, it's been exhausting, but it's been good. Well, listen, Pastor, I, uh, let me put it in my type of uh, definition about what deliverance is. Deliverance to me is like, okay, when a human is born and they have all of these different events that happen in their life, it's almost like the devil wants to bring in these uh, weapons, you know, to try to take the light from them. Mm -hmm. See, like he brings in offense, he brings in abuse, he brings in trauma, he brings in all these different things that... When a child is not in a home that understands all that kind of stuff, it just goes in and then they deal with it. That's how some uh, children and some people, I imagine, end up in multiple personalities and all this kind of stuff because they don't know how to deal with that trauma. Yeah. And so people think uh, when you get saved that all that stuff just automatically goes away. No. And it does not. And like... Um, I'll give myself as an example on this. Uh, when I was a little girl, I was molested. I spoke about this publicly. Uh, so when I got married, all this weight come on uh, through that abusive marriage. Okay, so it was like the trauma on the trauma type of deal. Well, years later, with all this weight, I meet Dr. Morris. Okay, so when I come to him, I'm transparent about everything. I lay it all out there. Mm -hmm. You know, and so... The day that I went for my uh, uh, actual appointment, he has a whole team. He's very professional. Uh, he has a whole team that you deal with, and, and God gave me a dream, uh, which revealed to them and confirmed what they was already seeing. So then they was able to deal with that. And so then, let me tell you, the most amazing thing happened. At the next day I woke up and I, was, I looked in the mirror and I was like, Wow. I mean, seriously, it was like that six-year-old six little girl that was traumatized, that was hurt, uh, was hidden all them years. And it's like after I dealt with that and got healed of that, it's like that little girl was free and she came out and I looked at myself like, who are you? You know, I mean, to a lot of people, this is going to sound very foreign, but this is my testimony, you know. And so then I went to a swimming pool that day and I looked up into heaven and I said, Lord, now that, I, 
Now that I